0: What is up, everybody? I'm your host, Tyler Carden. And with me, as always, unfortunately, is my best friend, Steven Cardenas. My man, what is up? Oh well. Hello there. Uh, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Alright, listen oh, guys. <clears throat> sound bites.
1: Welcome, welcome in, welcome in. If you're new, we're super excited that you guys are joining us today. But I do need to say, this is our first week that we are ever recording. With a soundboard, so uh I have access to it, and I'm not responsible enough to have this, so I'm sorry for the amount of things that I'm going to be throwing in here
0: today you you with the soundboard over the last ten minutes that you showed me is equivalent to Michael Scott with a soundboard, which is appropriate <laughs> because there was a decent amount of Michael Scott in the soundboard spoiler ahead, so spoiler
1: uh. Alert, there might be just a little bit of Michael Scott here in the soundboard. But what kind of soundboard would it be if he wasn't there?
0: It wouldn't be. This would be a podcast not worth listening to if there was no Michael Scott in there
1: somewhere. (laughs) This is it's so true. So true. Well, how are you doing today?
0: Uh, Dude, I'm good. I'm back from vacation. We we took a hiatus last week. Did still release an episode because we love y'all. And um, we do. I'm saying y'all. I just got back from Texas. I'm saying y'all like oh uh, yeah the dude southern, it's happening thing it's yeah so i've been to texas before this was my second maybe third time i don't remember dude i never realized until this time like how common of a phrase howdy actually is like when people say hello they say howdy oh wait and honestly, they like
1: really say it
0: yeah like i would go to a restaurant and be like howdy and it wouldn't be like howdy how maybe it would be how you doing i don't know i was too focused on the howdy oh but it was kind of awesome so we I need mean, Texas it's, it's listeners something. out there. That's awesome. Keep howdying on. Yeah.
1: Howdy, howdy Keep, to you if you're from Texas.
0: Or 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 should I say howdy there? Howdy there. <laughs> that is
1: exactly what you should say. Howdy there.
0: That is that is my new catchphrase, everybody. Howdy there. In <laughs> an Obi Wan
1: accent. Oh, right.
0: oh, right. Not a British accent, an Obi Wan accent. They're two different things. Just, <laughs> just so everyone is aware. Very,
1: very different. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead, let's hop into this thing. We are gonna start off with some news that we have for you guys. Then we will play a, a little game called Guess Who, where I will present Tyler with some statistics, some numbers, and I want him to try to guess the player that I'm referencing. Then we'll have a quick discussion about that player and what we think they will do in fantasy next year. Lastly, we will finish up the show with a a little segment we're calling um, kind of like projection surprises. So we're going to take a look at the results of my projections as I've been working on them for the 2021 season, kind of talk through some of the things that uh, stuck out to me. Um, But let's hop into the newsroom here. What do you got for me?
0: Okay, big piece of news that I know all of you have probably heard about by now and we oh, would yes. have totally covered this last week had we not recorded a week early um, to get an episode <laughs> out. Cause this we're literally really happened while <laughs> literally happened like two days into my vacation. And I was just like, of course, <laughs> of course, this is happening. Our episode's going to come out in three days and we're going to sound dumb for not even talking about it. But uh, <laughs> Julio Jones uh, illegally, legally. Maybe it was recorded, you know, live on live TV. Uh, we're missing our cool Star Wars is that legal soundbite? But this would be the perfect place for it. <laughs> um, he I don't, came I don't out. Have that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> next time, we're gonna have that one <laughs> on hand just for next time. Um, Shannon Sharp called him on uh, FS1. I I can't remember the name of the show. It's Shannon Sharp and um,
1: um I'm blanking.
0: God. Nope, not Callum Coward. Um, the other guy. I, it starts with an S. The other guy, and. So professional. uh yeah, Basically, really good at this. He, we're we're dude. We're this is it's vacation, brain It's a thing.
1: <laughs> I just don't like them very much, so I don't.
0: <laughs> I dude, I don't really like them either. I'm gonna be honest. He's like so I just, just I watch. Like I man. literally will turn it on and I'll be like, nope, nope, done. <laughs> I'm good. Exactly. Nothing against them, or, or maybe I don't. I don't really know. uh um, I think
1: it's probably the this show itself.
0: Colin Coward does a better job on his own than those two do together, in my opinion. That's just, <laughs> it's just whatever. Um, yeah. No, so Shannon Sharp called him. He said, Yo, man, like, you going to be with the Falcons next year? Well, he said, No, I want to go to a winning team. Definitely not Dallas. So that's out of the question, Cowboy fans. I'm <laughs> sorry, which would have been one hell of a receiving core. But I, no um, kidding. It would have been so dominant, especially with Dak back and Zeke back. Oh, God, dude.
1: But also so annoying for fantasy because you can't start any of
0: them. So annoying for fantasy. or that's they lose a lot of value? A football fan you enjoy Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. Who knows? I, pff, I mean, look at Dak last year before he went down. Who knows? But we don't know if it was recorded. um A lot of people, you know, are saying uh, I can't remember the aunt, the girl on there, the the female reporter. I don't know her name, but she said, yeah, Kid, "Does sure. he know you're live?" Well, someone pointed out that there's no way that Julio heard that only Shannon Sharp because he had the earpiece. Mm -hmm. So that's also interesting. Was it staged? Was it not staged? I don't know. I'm not here to speculate on that. But I can tell you FS1 has not re-aired that yet. So I'm going to venture to guess that it was not staged. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So there's some legality gray area there. Um, But (laughs) what do you like? What do you think is going to happen here? Like Julio's gone, right? Like there's just no doubt about that anymore. Yeah, like, he's,
1: he's absolutely gone. Um, and it's, it's just, just at this point, it's just a is. matter of, for sure, for sure. It's just a matter of where is he going to be next season? And it seems like it could be just about anywhere. If I was betting, I, I think I would bet the Titans since there's just so much buzz around Tennessee. Uh, I'm willing to kind of believe that and buy into it a little bit. but But really, we just have no clue. Maybe Green Bay tries to get him to make Aaron Rodgers happy which will play into our next news piece. But I I really don't know. Where would you think he's going to end up?
0: Tennessee's a really good landing spot. I I really do like that. That kind of terrifies me. You know, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Mm. Henry. Like, that's... That's an offense. I like like that. I like that. Um, Green Bay would be a really, really great landing spot, especially if Rodgers leaves. Whoa because it, it, hear me out, hear me out. Jordan what? Love's coming in. This kid is already getting so much flack. Well, how you're gonna know if, if Jordan Love is gonna be somewhat the real deal when you put Devontae Adams and Julio Jones on both sides of him. Like, if you give him those two weapons and he can't produce, okay. Now everything you're saying about Jordan Love is true. Or you know, everything okay, everybody wants to okay. think about him. But I mean, if this kid is good and could be the future for green bay like he's got the weapons he's got no excuses right yeah he just, just learned like under aaron Rodgers for a year right yeah yeah i okay. mean you're giving him all all the weapons he's got the the tutelage of the year half the packer fans probably want him in because they want aaron Rodgers gone because of everything going they're, on. they're but,
1: tired of all the drama
0: Tired of the drama slash trying to convince themselves they don't like Aaron, or need Aaron Rodgers. Kind of like how I did telling myself it was okay letting Trubisky go, which it is now. Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Um, but regardless, I would love to see him go to Green Bay for that reason, just to see how he does with Jordan Love, with, with Devontae Adams kind of kind of right, there. Right. Devontae Adams is still wide receiver one, right, if Julio goes there? Just because of the age thing, I would imagine. Right, or do I you think, think Julio is kind of comes in and that's interesting? And that, I, I would
1: he, still say Devontae is is the number one target there. Yeah, he's just he's really good. Yeah. So I think Julio good. can get some of those more downfield targets and a little bit a different role. Where Devontae is still going to be that kind of possession guy, uh, the more intermediate range, he's going to get more targets. I would still think even with Julio there.
0: Like as a Bears fan, that would suck. But like as a football fan, I would be really excited to watch that play out.
1: Yeah, I think it Julio could be a really high powered offense for sure, especially with Aaron if Rodgers Rogers is there. I will be pissed, right, right, right.
0: <laughs> because <But, laughs> that's just stupid and illegal. But ugh, it'd be so fun as yeah, a football fan. That,
1: <laughs> that would be it'd be kind of rough for you Bears fans if if that if they managed to put something like that together. But we will keep you all posted. The more we hear about this Julio news, because it really matters. It's 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 big, and I think we mentioned it very briefly uh, two episodes ago. Because I think we it Mm -hmm. was like when it started, and the thing we said is that hey, this will matter in fantasy. Where Julio Jones lands will matter. It will matter in Atlanta. So Calvin Ridley, somebody to try to get onto your teams where you can, because if he's the number one guy there in atlanta we saw what he could do last year he finished his wide receiver four he's just going to produce if he's the guy so get calvin ridley where you can
0: oh god for real uh and it matters for julio too because you know julio is great I, I, there's no denying that but he's coming from a team that's such a high high power yeah. throwing offense Mm-hmm. where they're throwing it all the time, you know, he goes somewhere like, let's say Seattle or let's right, say right. Tennessee, you know, Seattle wants to run the ball. Tennessee is going to run the ball a mm-hmm. lot, you know, yep. there's no running back questions really in those and te- these teams that are kind of being thrown around like there really was in Atlanta the past few years. So,
1: right. Right.
0: You know, that coupled with well, just missed a majority of the year with an injury, you know, he's still produced, but he, he had that injury. He's getting older. You know he he's getting down there in the ADP on a lot of uh, drafts I've seen, uh, yep. Julio. Um, so he could be a steal. I mean, it, it's still Julio Jones. You know, just pay attention, and it could happen any day now. It, we're past the um, the deadline for the cap hit for Atlanta. Yeah so the the, the June
1: one, the June one date. We are here, and it could happen, like you said, any day. And essentially, what what the June one date means is. I could be wrong on this, but the way I understand it is that Atlanta can now spread his dead cap, his cap hit ac- across multiple years if they trade him or if he's not mm-hmm. on their roster yes. instead of, you know, absorbing it all in this current year. So I think that's kind of the Which difference um, and why we we would we won't won't have seen anything until now. So keep your eyes yes. open. It it, it's a big deal where Julio ends up here for the next year or two. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to our other piece of news. We have another future Hall of Famer who is not happy with his current team and looking to make a move, Aaron Rodgers. And we've talked about it a lot before, okay? A lot, a lot, a lot. But the piece of news came out this week, and essentially what the news said is that the Packers say they are going to call Aaron's bluff. So Aaron says, Hey, I want to be traded. And if you don't trade me, I will do sit out or retire or whatever it is. And the Packers are willing to say, Yeah, okay, well, we're not going to trade you. And we'll see what happens when we get to the start of the season. So Tyler and I find ourselves on separate sides of the argument here. Tyler mm-hmm. believes. And I'm not going to say he's biased, but he's also biased. Tyler believes that Aaron Rodgers will not be playing for the Green Bay Packers next season. I 100% believe that Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback come week one for the Green Bay Packers. Let's fight. 100 Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Did you say 100%? All
1: right. That might have been hyperbole. Let's call it 90%. Okay.
0: Okay, that he. I
1: do think there's like a small chance they decide to trade him, but
0: yeah, I think, I it's think that's he... always a possibility.
1: So, but if that's not the case, I think he plays. I just don't, I don't see him sitting out or retiring. I get that he's like a grudge holder, blah blah blah, but I don't think he will. I think he'll play.
0: I see. I don't. I don't view it as um as much of like him being a grudge holder as him just like being prideful. Okay. And I after after the interview with Kenny Main, I just I really get the vibe. And I, I really don't think I'm coming at this from a bias standpoint. I really don't. I really do feel like watching everything that's unfolded, seeing the way Rogers has kind of talked about it and approached it now that he has kind of spoken on it, I really do believe he's gonna I don't wanna say retire cuz I guess he could technically sit out. But I don't know like we've been in a weird world the past few years in football where like things happen that you just don't expect to happen. Like Brady leaving to go into Tampa and then winning the Super Bowl. Well now Deshaun Watson said he's going to sit. To me, I wouldn't be one bit surprised for Rodgers to be the first one to be like, "Fine. I'll retire for a year." And and then just come back for like a new team. Like Sure. I can see Rogers of all people doing that. So I just, all these things, like I really do get that vibe that he is going to die on this sword. You know, they're calling his bluff. I don't think he's bluffing. I I think he's going to stick to his guns and and I hope he does for the sake of him. Not a threat. (laughs) Right. Uh, I just, you know, I, Aaron Rodgers. I, I think the perfect explanation of Aaron Rodgers to me is like the Joker, right? Like he is the enemy. You want Batman <laughs> sure. to win, but you can't help but uh-huh, love uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. Like oh, there's just okay, something okay, about him okay. that's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And I see where I just, going. you know, I I I just think he's going to retire. I, I just think at the end of the day, he's going to come back. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a retirement, retirement. You know, Mm. he's going to come back, but he's going to pull an old Gronk. He's going to pull a Gronk and then do a Brady. Go somewhere and win a Super Bowl.
1: Pull a Gronk, do a Brady. I like the the combination there. Hoping (laughs) that that's what, if he's like, if I put these two things together, I'll win another Super Bowl. I like that. That's
0: backup for the Chicago Bears. Oh my gosh. All right. So here's (laughs) the question.
1: Listen, when do you think we will know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. How long do we have to wait <sighs> before we can say, yes, he's playing, no, he's not playing, yes, he's getting traded, blah, whatever whatever it is?
0: That's a great question.
1: Right? Because it's June 2nd right now. I and I so... feel like Doctor
0: Strange right now with 16 million possibilities going through my head. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. <sighs> if he ends up sitting if he okay. stays on the team but says i'm not playing i don't think we'll know until like preseason or later okay um which i actually honestly would love a huge stick it to them and, and this is no dig on on um, andrew luck like whatsoever because that whole situation was just weird and it wasn't right. it's, supposed it's to happen the way different. it happened right um like that it was going to be announced but then it got leaked like that, that that's not like this I, mm-hmm. I would love Aaron Rodgers to start like two quarters of every preseason game and then retire after the third one. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, <laughs> that would be brutal. That would be funny. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. If he sits, like I said, we'll know preseason or later because he'll be on the field. Like or you know, he'll be with the team mm-hmm. maybe. I yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Retired it will be well before preseason. Like I mean maybe late off season, yeah. but I think we'll know before yeah. that.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because it's important to know who the quarterback is for the Green Bay Packers. There's some really important fantasy assets on that team. Aaron Jones is a first round running back. Devontae Adams is a first round wide receiver. And the starting quarterback has a huge impact on how well those players are going to do. So keep your eye on Aaron Rodgers. And if you think if you out there think you know what's going to happen, I would make moves in Dynasty or wherever based on that feeling because that's how you can kind of get an edge there. If you think you can sell Devontae Adams and get Devontae Adams value now and then Aaron Rodgers is gone and then you look like a genius, go for it. But if, if you think he's going to stay, maybe you're buying Devontae Adams. Um, so maybe that's what I should be doing in my Dynasty leagues is trying to obtain Devontae.
0: Stay off my territory. That's all I'm going to say. Whoa, I've already yeah, got a all plan, right. my buddy. Oh, our dynasty draft yeah. will be over in the next day and a half, and I've already got plans <laughs> in place.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we will just have to see how that Total goes. Total side
0: note on our dynasty draft, we're, me and Steven are in the middle of a dynasty draft right now. And, uh,
1: startup draft there a startup
0: draft uh super flex 12 team startup draft and i'm looking at uh teams to see kind of what players they've been like have like uh mm-hmm. who, who would i want to try to trade for and there is one team that has like every single person that i wanted in like the first 10 rounds oh like, that's that, the, the, of the players i didn't pick and i'm just like uh-huh. oh man now i gotta pick and choose which ones i gotta i want to make an offer for yep. and stuff so
1: Let's go ahead. Uh, let's let's get into our next segment. We're going to play a quick game. We're calling it Guess Who. I will present Tyler with some statistics from a player last year, talk about some numbers, and I want him to try to guess who I am talking about. And he genuinely has no idea who this is unless he cheated. Which he could have
0: cheated. To give you perspective, our show notes are literally redacted right now. I cannot read. <laughs> I cannot read anything. I could if I tried, but I can't read anything. I, um, <laughs>
1: I highlighted all of my clues in black, which is the color of the text, <laughs> so he can't see any of it. It's pretty dumb, but I... It, oh, pretty is that how it's all right, black out? right, let's now? go ahead. Okay. That yeah, I just, highlight, just did the highlight. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's get started. First clue. This player averaged six targets per, per game in 13 fully healthy games, which was a 20% target share on his team. This was last year in the 2020 season. Six targets a game, 20% target share, played 13 healthy games. Is that enough for you to even get a guess?
0: So it's a receiver. You said target. It is
1: share. a wide receiver. I you will tell you that. He, it's, a so he, it's a wide receiver.
0: So he, it's a wide receiver. He had... Six targets per game.
1: Mm-hmm. You said eighty percent of average. the share. Twenty percent target
0: share. Twenty. Okay, that's the inverse. Okay. Uh um, yeah. <laughs> Oh god, you re, you unredacted it. I got scared that I saw the answer. I did. Um. No, I don't have the answer right now. Fully healthy clues. games. I'm just guessing. I want to make sure I'm playing this already copyrighted sure, sure, guess sure. who game correctly. <laughs> copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> It's just like a player, like there's no, it is a wide range. Yep. It could be, it could be literally anybody. Uh, (laughs) Literally any wide receiver. (laughs) It could be anybody. Did you, did you compare this and see if someone had the same stats? Uh, 13 fully healthy games, which makes me think that he did play some other games, just not fully healthy. It's not Odell because he didn't play that many games. Six targets per game, 13 fully healthy games. I don't think he i think he was out a lot longer than this i'm gonna go six seems low for this player i'm gonna go Devonte adams i think he was out nope Devont, yeah.
1: it is not Devonte adams i think he uh, that's actually weeks no i think Devonte played 13 is probably pretty close to how many oh, games okay. he played it was all in a um, row so it seemed like 11. but he was like Ten targets a game or something. Okay, that's why I say the
0: six seemed low for Devonte. And it was like
1: a fifty percent target share. I don't know. It was it was crazy or forty high forties or something. But anyway, let's move on to our next clue here. You don't get to tell me.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I thought thought you were moving on. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Oh, I forgot to give you the second part of the clue. Some similar. Players who are in that same target range. This is really just kind of explaining why that six uh, OBJ. is important. Okay, so okay, some similar almost... players: Ty Hilton, Debo Samuel, Odell Beckham Jr., Marquise Brown. So six targets per game. It's not really enough to get you into that like super relevant territory, but it's where you start knocking on the door, right? So it, it, it's a player, okay, that I think I is got you. Close I got you. I got relevancy. you. Okay, Curtis okay, Samuel. Okay. Ooh, no great guess, but no. Mm. Let's go let's give you the actual.
0: Okay, next give me the actual answer.
1: Clue. This player is heading into his second season in the NFL. I'm
0: trying to think I can only think of like three wide receiver rookies right now. Mm. Oh, Terry McLaurin.
1: Nope. Terry McLaurin. Is he, was he a rookie last is year. He not a rookie, rookie last year. Last year.
0: Or, no, he was a second year. Yep. He was a second year last year. Oh god, who am I thinking of? I have the name on the tip of my tongue dude i don't know i can't i can't i don't know all right right. i can't think of the name let's get you the next one like pick is there only one player we're doing this game with just one this shows i could do this all, all day
1: he had five games over nine half ppr fantasy points so not a ton it's not like he was crazy productive but he did put up some games that were helpful for your fantasy team
0: it is a receiver
1: it is a wide receiver
0: Oh my God, I'm so mad that I cannot think of who. Because I think I kept looking at this player. Uh,
1: Drafted in the second round of the 2020 NFL draft, and he plays in the AFC South. Do you have one guess for me?
0: AJ Brown.
1: Not AJ Brown. AJ Brown was not a rookie last year either.
0: Dude, I don't know. I was so bad. I (laughs) was so so bad at receivers last year. All right, listen. The player
1: I am talking about is LaVisca. Chenault. and the reason ah that i am bringing him up is because as i was doing my projections i realized that i could see a route to him being a, a good fantasy option the reason being he does get carries out of the backfield he's one of those kind of athletic do-it-all guys so he, he gets used in kind of a variety of ways but then the biggest thing for me is like the quarterback upgrade that they're getting there in Jacksonville is huge. Getting Trevor Lawrence, he's coming in. He's going to be, you know, the rookie superstar that we're hoping. So maybe, just maybe, what if he has a connection with LaVisca Chanel? I could see him being super productive next year. So that is somebody that I kind of wanted us to point out on our show. He's turned up pretty good in my rankings so far. Uh, He's coming in at wide receiver 26 for me, actually. I have him.
0: Yeah, I did want to pick him up in our dynasty. That would have been. Yeah,
1: like, I have him as the them. target leader there in Jacksonville over DJ Chark, over Marvin Jones. Uh, I could be wrong on this. It, it might be Chark. You know, we've seen a really good fantasy season from him already, uh, but it could be both of them. And I think that's something to that keep in mind is it could be the Cincinnati c- c- scenario where they're throwing the ball all the time because they're a bad, kind of bad team, right? So like we don't expect that defense to be all world. So they might be behind in games. A lot of passing volume. Something to keep your eye on. I, I kind of have a... I just have a feeling about him.
0: I I don't... I don't dislike that at all. I uh, Yeah, Jacksonville's going to be a, a nice team to kind of watch over the season. Especially with the weapons they have. You know, um, Lawrence coming in. Yeah. Maybe Tebow coming in. By the way, did you see Tebow have the top two telling jerseys right now?
1: I did see that. He's an interesting guy,
0: dude. He hasn't played in eight years.
1: That is so long.
0: I think twenty twelve was the last time I believe.
1: You you hear that? I saw a report they're gonna try and use him in like a Taysom Hill
0: role. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> he looks like he can lift a whole defense with his left bicep.
1: <laughs> it's He's true though. So he jacked. really does.
0: He looks huge. I think he was Thor's stunt double in the new Love and Thunder movie coming out. Oh my gosh.
1: Let's move on to our next segment. Tyler lost this game of Guess Who for sure. We will bring this back. I can't wait to play it with you. (laughs) Hopefully I can get some better clues or maybe Tyler can have some better guesses next time. So let's go ahead. Let's move on. We are going to be talking through, like I said, our projection surprises. And I kind of want to lay the foundation here for what we're going to talk about. I have been creating my projections for the 2021 season over the past couple months, trying to stat out every single player that will be semi-relevant. So, you know, figuring out how many targets they're going to get, how many catches, how many points are these players going to have next year so that we can start to rank them. And I can kind of get my mind around how I view these players. And I want to talk today about some of the, the ones that, that it surprised me because there have been quite a few that as I go through And kind of build projections for teams. I've been like low on players I didn't expect to be low on. And high on some players that I did not expect to be so high on. So, let's get this thing kicked off. And let's, actually let's stay in Jacksonville. Why don't we? Let's talk about James Robinson. So, last year James Robinson finished as running back 8. This year I have him statted out and projected As the running back, 37. That is quite the fall from grace. I projected him at 119 carries, 22 targets, about 550 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Tyler, is James Robinson too low in my rankings?
0: It feels like it, doesn't it? 37? It It feels
1: so low to drop that far i mean he's he's going to do his second year this is like his prime
0: do you do you have your rankings pulled up
1: uh, i do yes yes
0: name what are, who are the five in front of him
1: the five so like the five players just better than so him? like
0: 36 35 34 okay,
1: yeah sure uh so it looks like he accidentally he moved to 38 so <laughs> uh Tariq oh, cohen okay Tariq That's cohen damian harris Zach Moss. Oh, my gosh. Latavius Murray. What? Yes. (laughs) All of these players I have projected just slightly. I mean, it's like 10 points, so it's not a lot. But just a little bit ahead of James Robinson.
0: I don't – I think that's too low. That feels too low as well. Looking at your projections, though, they they, they do feel very – very close to what he might end up, though. You have mm-hmm. him at what 119 carries, 22 yeah. targets, 19 for 22, about a 550 yards, eight. The, and that's just on the ground. Receded. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. I, I just. I think. I think 19 receptions is a little low. Okay. But um, don't you think, think ETN
1: one... is going to get those? And 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 rookie running back, or rookie quarterbacks don't throw to the the running back as much. There's just like a few things.
0: Okay. I think you could be right. But if ETN is the guy kind of more over in, in like receiving, like the receiving back, I think Robinson's number is going to be higher than 550 yards. Okay. Rushing.
1: So you think he'll get, get some more attempts there. Kind of, if that's how the roles play out.
0: Yeah. I, I can yeah. see that. He's so weird, right? It's,
1: it's so 550
0: seems low, difficult. but like, I wouldn't want to go up to like 900. That almost seems high.
1: Yeah. It seems crazy. high. <laughs> It's a tough one. And so that
0: I think it is too low.
1: I I think it's slightly too low, but I'm still not drafting him much higher than where I have him projected. You know what I mean? Just because of the uncertainty and there's so many questions. I think his upside is capped, right? Like without an injury to Travis Etienne, he's not gonna like win the job. Is there is that even possible? Like, how bad does Etienne have to be for James Robinson to like take it over?
0: rob or i mean etn and um lawrence would both have to get injured for that <laughs> like i just yeah i don't see that happening you know you say he's kind of you know he's kind of capped let, let's let turn to a dynasty format sure how do you view robinson because he's got one more year left on this contract what if he goes somewhere let's say houston mm-hmm. like he would be the guy yes yeah. right
1: yeah i'm i'm much more yeah, and i'm more enthusiastic about him in dynasty because he's so young, because he had such a good rookie season that I think he really proved himself. I think he's going to get another contract after his run runs out. Uh,
0: I think without a doubt
1: it's either one or two years left on his current one, but like they could trade him And, and I absolutely could see a team trading for him next off season. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens this year before the season starts, right? Like say, yeah. I don't know like what if somebody like uh let me look at my rankings real quick. What if somebody the like
0: Niners? Probably um
1: 49. Probably yeah, Houston, no actually. They want everybody. Uh, what if Chris Carson got injured? You know, what if Najee got injured? Like there's a few there's a few backfields that I feel like if they had one big injury, I could see them saying, "All right, listen Jacksonville, we'll give you a fifth round pick for james robinson and i think jacksonville has to take it because he's undrafted they really don't have any investment in him and they got to get something out of him when they when they know where
0: he would thrive at atlanta new york jets
1: yeah he would be the like clear-cut number one in new york and yeah that'd be awesome he'd be awesome fit there
0: i'm excited for michael carter don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but
1: We've already, we just already seen it with James Robinson. So I, I like him in Dynasty as somebody who will, I believe, have a, a real shot at a starting role at some point. And even though he'll, have, you know, be a little older by that point, he'll have less touches and kind of less work. So hopefully he can still have a few more years uh, at some point. But let's go ahead. Let's move on to our next player here. We're sticking with the running back theme and we are moving to. A Chicago Bear, actually. Let's talk David Montgomery. So he, too, fell in my projections. And it's it's kind of scary where he ended up because of what he did last year. So I have him projected as the running back 22 right now. And I believe he finished as running back four in, in half PPR last year. Um... It was at least top five. I'm pretty confident in that. So even if I'm off, yeah, running back four. So
0: It was, yeah.
1: Running back four, I've been projected at running back 22. Projected for 255 carries and 23 receptions. Now, that carries number I'm pretty confident in. Last year he had 247 carries putting up the running back four finish, and I think he had like 242 the year before that. But he had 54 receptions last year. So I have him projected for less than half of his, his reception total last year. I've got him for 1,100 yards, 10 total touchdowns. So not a bad season by any means. But it just, it's just not enough to kind of break into that high-end running back two territory for me. So what do you think about my rankings of David Montgomery?
0: Honestly, I do think that's kind of where I would have him as well. Okay. Um, and it does kind of seem like a lot of people are kind of actually there with you. Last year is weird because you can look at it from two separate two separate ways. It's one which is true; you can't argue. He had a heck of a, a run at the end of the year, but he also mm-hmm. played really bad defense, really like running bad defense. Yeah, I,
1: I looked at those again today, and I was just like, "Oh, right."
0: Then again, you can look at it. Well, he's going into um, his third year. Maybe this is he's picking up that steam finally.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe this is it. The only thing that honestly scares me is um our running back core there in Chicago because it's it, it's not like Atlanta where you know yeah Mike Davis is the guy cuz he's the only one there like mm-hmm. he, you know in Chicago you got Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery. Uh, we just drafted a rookie and Khalil Herbert. Damien Williams from the Chiefs is coming over as well. Right, yeah. It's not a small a small you know backfield. You're not getting a huge chunk mm-hmm. of pie. David Montgomery will be the workhorse, the bell cow. Tariq Cohen's going to be the guy, you know, more the passing back or receiving back, you know, catching those options. But I'm not confident enough to be like, yeah, he's going to finish, you know, top five again, top 10 again. Mm. I, I like where you have him. I would probably rank him maybe a little higher, maybe like 18, 19. As of okay. now, I'm not finished with my rankings, but that's, that's probably more where I would have him. But that's a pretty good ballpark right there. At 22.
1: Yeah. Yep. And and that's kind of where I, surprisingly, like I I thought he would be higher in my rankings. I thought I was going to think of him as like a top 15 guy, but then did these projections really looked at it. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't feel as confident about him as I do about some of these other players. But, but the thing with David Montgomery is he has a floor and I think it is a really good floor. So even though I don't see him kind of breaking into those upper echelon again without an injury to Treat Cohen or, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I do think Which he Tariq has a Cohen really... Treat Cohen was injured last year. Exactly. And that and that was a lot of it. That's why he had so many receptions, right? So mm-hmm. even though maybe the upside is capped, I do think he has a solid floor and he and he can still be really useful for your fantasy team. Somebody you can rely on as a running back two on your team. And I'm happy to have him as my running back two on my team, actually.
0: Let's... Let's uh, oh, Oh. Oh, no. You go ahead. ahead. Are we we dancing? Are we dancing into our next player?
1: I think we might be. We just
0: danced. That's the first time we've ever danced. Let it be the only time. Don't ever touch me again.
1: Absolutely. Do not touch me again.
0: Unlike Terry McLaurin, who's going to touch a lot of footballs this season from Fitz Magic. Alright? Absolutely he is. God, did you see that alley-oop lay up from each other? Gosh, he's Everyone listening in is just having a magical time in their headphones and in their car stereos because what we just did (laughs) was fantastic. Oh, yeah. We are just just like you are projecting Terry McLaurin to have next year. Fantastic season. Projected at wide receiver five. Five. Top
1: five guy for me. And I have like messed with numbers because it seems too high and I can't get him out. I have Tyreek one, Devonte two, AJ Brown three, Stephon Diggs four, and then Terry McLaurin five. Um, really fast. I have a okay. projected for one hundred and forty nine targets. Okay, that's a ton of targets. One hundred eight receptions. Fourteen hundred and fifty yards and nine touchdowns. Do you hate it?
0: Nope, not one bit. Because that's what of Fitz like Magic. To hear.
1: Because of Fitz Magic is right.
0: I dude, I love the Washington team. Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, what is not to like right now? This is a, this is going to be a, this is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I might be overly high on on that team in general, but I just don't see how he's not super fan like super awesome this year. He's going to get a ton of targets. He just will. It's what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He airs the ball out and he loves his number one, number two guys, he's going to pepper Terry McLaurin with targets. Terry McLaurin is a good football player. He will produce. And I just, that's just the way that I see it going. And I'm confident in that. I'm willing to plant my flag here with Terry McLaurin and let's go get him. I'm trying to get him everywhere I can. Yeah. Because he hasn't done it yet. So I think, you know, because he hasn't been like the, the top, Number you know a top ten guy, top five guy, you can get a value on him, and I'm I'm trying to get
0: him. I really am. So you got Terry McLaurin at five, and then you have our next player, who I think must have James Robinson's telephone number because he just fell off the face of the earth with him. Michael he Thomas at twenty nine. Yes, 29?
1: so this man I, was going I, at the one
0: one spot last year.
1: I know this one. I don't love. Okay, so I don't feel super great about having Michael Thomas this low, but, but listen to my rationale here. Okay. I've got him for 136 targets. Okay. That's a ton. It's an absolutely huge amount of targets, 104 receptions, only 988 yards. So this is where I think he starts to kind of slide down a little bit. I just don't think he's going to get like these super high value targets. And the reason is I am doing all of my new Orleans projections with Taysom Hill as the starter. If Jameis Winston was the starter, I think he'd be much higher, probably a top 20 guy, but but I have, I have Taysom Hill as the starter. And I think that just really, really hurts all of his like upside, right? Like less targets, yeah. I think, not as far downfield, less touchdowns because Taysom Hill is going to steal some of them. All of those things. I'm just not super high on Thomas. Thomas feels like somebody that I am avoiding at the moment.
0: It feels so low, but, like, your projections feel so on. You know, 136 targets for 104 receptions. I like that. Seven touchdowns. I like that. Only 988 yards. That's – I'm not sure about that. But with everything mm-hmm. you're saying, it, I, it's I'm low. not going to disagree with you because Taysom is such a a wild card.
1: You yeah. Know,
0: is he going to drop back and, and toss it to to Michael Thomas, or is he just going to – tuck his head down and go like, I don't, right, I yeah. don't know.
1: And, and to make it even worse, I saw a report either today or yesterday. It was like new Orleans could rely heavily on running backs in the opening weeks of the season. And so you, we might even get to this point where this, this team starts to look like a Tennessee Titans or, a, or a Seattle, what Seattle wants to be and how they play where they're just running the ball a ton. And, and I'm terrified. Of Michael Thomas, literally terrified to draft him anywhere and have him anywhere. He's scary. I think he's crazy good. I think he's a really good player. I just the situation for me, uh, I just kind of want to avoid it for the time being. Okay, let's hop into the next one. It's much more positive, and I think this will be a fun discussion. And so, doing my projections, uh, I, I have two groups of wide receivers that I want to talk about. You know, who is gonna be the better amongst the one team? Okay, so let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Amari Cooper and C. D. Lamb. Who do you think is going to be better? Amari Cooper or C. D. Lamb?
0: My gut tells me C. D. Lamb because, you know, you know, he's coming into a second year. He looked good last year with with that whole situation going on in yeah. Dallas. But like Amari Cooper. As much as you you know, you kind of want to be like, well, you know, CD Lamb's coming up. Marquise Cooper maybe on his you know the way down. Like he's not. He he's still so good. He's uh, so good. I think he has so much to offer. I don't really think like Michael Gallup's going to be a huge part of the offense. You know, so it's going to be the CD Lamb Amari Cooper show. I, both of these are so so good to have on your team. Like I just I love both of these as an option. Hmm cd really intrigues me especially in a dynasty format just because of his age but like if i'm in a redraft like i'm i think i am personally going to lean towards amari cooper like i just i i believe in amari cooper i think him on dallas is just amazing and i think he's got a few really solid seasons left in him
1: yeah so i'm i'm actually right there with you uh it's funny because my first round of projections i had C.D. Lamb is the number one guy. I kind of penciled him in as the number one target. Mm-hmm. He was coming out really high in my projections. And then my second round, I looked at it and I was like, do I really think he's going to take over for Amari Cooper? Like what happened that makes me think that is going to be the case? And I thought about it and I was like, nothing. Nothing happened that makes me think C.D. Lamb will be the number one target there. Amari Cooper was the number one target last year. He was awesome. He did nothing to make us think he can't be the guy there. So, I switched it back. Um I have Amari Cooper right now started out as my wide receiver 13 and CeeDee Lamb is my wide receiver 19. I have really a lot of value here in these two Dallas receivers.
0: I kind of think Cooper's just the number 1 guy in Dallas.
1: in my mm, opinion. I think so too. Right? Yeah. I, if even if you follow the money, that's where the money's at. It's in Amari Cooper. So,
0: yeah. Big money. So, um let's move on to the next group of receivers you have. You have another one here over in the wonderful town of Cincinnati and T Higgins and Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, so these guys statting them out, I was super excited for Cincinnati this year. Excited about Joe Burrow, all of these receiving options. And then I look at my projections and I find that one of those players is wide receiver 23 and the other one is wide receiver 28. And I just thought, I just thought they would be higher than that and what I ended up so who do you think like which is who's the number one guy there
0: Jamar Chase is the number one guy there
1: you think so it's just like hands he, down it's, Jamar
0: it's, Chase. A, it's just it's an automatic like T Higgins he's very talented and I do expect really good things with him I think he's a very talented receiver very viable fantasy option but like if Jamar Chase would have gone anywhere else I think the argument would be different for if he's the number 1 or not. Okay. But like I just the burrow thing is is everything to me. Mm, that's fair. He they produce together. They clearly yeah. like have a connection. It's just it, it's hard to say no. And I know you and I have talked about it on the show. If you and I were on a team together, it would just it would be one of those <laughs> things where how could sure. you not? How could you right, not right, want right. to throw it to that to your friend, right? He, it's proven that it works. It's not like it's oh they're best friends, maybe they'll be good together. Like no, we know they're good together. Like they had so much success at LSU. I think Jamar Chase is a guy. I see your rankings. I'm not sure which one's for which you have 23 and 28. I have not said it yet. Okay. You're 23 and 28 for Higgins and Chase. I think, I don't know which one of those chase, but they're both wrong. I think Chase is, ge- <laughs> I think Chase is going to be a top 15 receiver this year. As long as Burrow so, can stay healthy.
1: Yeah. So I actually have T Higgins at wide receiver 23 and Jamar Chase at wide receiver, 28. Right now, I have T Higgins statted out as the, like the target leader uh, by a slim margin there in Cincinnati. And I'm just having a hard time getting enough targets to go around in that team because they still have Joe Mixon there. Tyler Boyd is there. I'm having a hard time getting enough volume to like make all of these Super Fantasy relevant players and maybe I'm, I'm too low on the, even just the number of passes that are going to go around in Cincinnati. Maybe I have too much stock in Tyler Boyd's role there. Uh, I don't know, but you might've convinced me on the Jamar chase versus T Higgins thing.
0: I mean, I think there's plenty to go around. I just pulled up Joe sure. Burrow's stat because I was kind of curious. So he played five games last year before, unfortunately getting injured 34, 40, 37, 47, 39 there it's there yeah you, you it's it's there for everybody and i think assuming the offensive line will be uh fixed and and can kind of get get to protecting burrow burrow can stay healthy there's so so much upside i think for the for these receivers there in cincinnati it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be so fun to watch burrow hopefully play a whole season i right, know i'm excited and now jamar chase is there and t higgins is going into his second year like this is going to be a nice offense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do think so too. And this is one team that I want to revisit because I do not have them passing the ball nearly that many times a game. I have like 33 targets a game right now, statted out, but it sounds like... That's, I mean, that's lower like than his lowest. attempts, you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> So it's just like, I don't think the defense got that much better. So I don't know why... I have so yeah, few I think you need targets. To up those so,
0: I would not be surprised to have both of these guys finish top 20.
1: No, I would not. I wouldn't be that surprised either because there's going to be so much volume. It's just like Dallas. And that's why I kind of brought them both in there because figuring out Amari Cooper versus CeeDee Lamb and Jamar Chase versus T Higgins, I think is going to be important going into next season. And, and you might not be able to guess it. You know what I mean? It might not be. You might have to get lucky. And, and figure out who's gonna be better. Either way, I think that will be important for next season. But let's go ahead, let's finish up with one last player here. This is kind of a, a, an interesting one. So, doing my projections for tight ends, I had Robert Tanyan projected as the tight end four. Okay, so it's Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, very clear cut, one, two, three. Yep, way better than anybody else. And then I have Robert Tanyan coming in at four. Now, I do not do not rank him that way. So I would he's not my fourth tight end coming off the board okay. in redraft leagues. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely not. But I, I cannot ignore that projection because I I just kind of wrote him off for this year. Like, oh yeah, he had the one big blow up season because he had a lot of touchdowns. It's not gonna happen. But when I was doing my projections I kind of had a role carved out for him and they really didn't do enough at wide receiver for me to like completely kick him off the boat. I think he's still going to be involved. What, what do you see like his role in that offense? Is he, is he going to be a relevant target there for Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love?
0: It's hard to say no, you know, just looking at stats last year, mm-hmm. you know, 50, 52 receptions, 11 touchdowns over 500 yards. Like those are had so many touchdowns, fantastic numbers. Just saw his birthday, and I feel like I've done nothing with my life. Um, that's besides the point. No, but like, I just—that's the thing, though. But you know, look at the previous two seasons. <laughs> I think his highest—he's like, like three weeks older than me. And uh, oh man, we his, other, his highest season before that His highest season was 100 yards, and that was 2019, where he only yeah. caught 10 receptions. So you—you had this huge spike. You know, obviously, Aaron Rodgers was playing MVP level because. He was the MVP. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like you have him finishing at tight end four. That's what your projection is at, right? My that, That's kind of
1: what my projections are. And and I, I really don't love that. So I have him as the second target there in Green Bay behind Devonte Adams. And that is the question. I just don't know if that's how it's really going to shake out because the way I see it is all of those other wide receivers are just going to kind of, leech off one another. And then Robert Tanyan is just kind of has his own role and has his own thing. I've got him statted for like six targets a game, which is, which is a lot and probably too many. So maybe I bump that down to like five and kind of see where he shakes out there, maybe five and a half. But either way, it seems like he has a role. It seems like there's a path to relevance. They've resigned him. I just saw that a little bit ago that they kind of redid his contract or whatever. So they seem somewhat committed to him.
0: You know, I on one hand, I say, you know, Rodgers had his MVP season, so you gotta really, really account for that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, yeah, I, this receiving situation in Green Bay has just been so in flux the last few years. Like, there's yeah. just nobody there except Devontae Adams. Yeah, you have Alan Lazard. Who else is there? I can't think of his name.
1: Marquez valdez Scantling, Yes, MVS. And Amari Rodgers, who they just drafted.
0: I think Amari Rogers is probably the guy that I would watch out for in taking the targets yeah. away from, from Tanyan. But mm-hmm. I really want to make a case that Tanyan should be a lower, but it's hard to.
1: It's hard because that offense feels consistent. It feels solid. Whereas a, a lot of the other players just feel shaky. So real, real quick, we, we've got some time we're we're not too long into this current episode, Kelsey Waller Kittle. You agree with those as your top three, at least in some order. Yes. Okay. Can you name the next like three or four tight ends that you are kind of looking at? If you don't get one of those, those top guys, who's the, who is the next tier you think in the tight ends next year?
0: I, I've loved TJ Hawkinson for the last year too. Uh, I was super high on he's, him. Last he's my year. favorite of I the, I think he's non- my favorite. hmm. Um, Logan Thomas has always been interesting to me. He came out. He's come sure. off a p- pretty decent season. I would look to him, especially with Fitzmagic.
1: I have him projected kind of low, but I, low. I could see it, it working out for him. Man,
0: Kyle Pitts, maybe, right? With Julio leaving? he probably uh, be the next I, guy I have him really as tight end six. So, who do you got there in your top? Who's your top 10? Kelsey Waller, Kittle.
1: Kelsey Waller, Kittle. And, the, and these are my projections. Um, not necessarily my rankings, okay. So uh, some of them I don't I don't know about that, but Kelsey Waller Kittle, Tanyan, Hawkinson, Pitts, okay. So okay. and Andrews, I I agree with those. I'll Hawkinson, Andrews. Pitts, yes. Andrews are my next three after Kelsey Waller Kittle. And oh, then, I
0: I'm really excited for uh, Firemuth, Firmouth, Firemuth. Yeah, I don't know where you have him. I'm he's not excited for him this guy.
1: year, but but next year because they have Eric Ebron too, though. So don't forget about Eric Ebron.
0: Dude, Eric Ebron needs to go. He keeps ruining my fantasy leagues. He's right. He like was, a, but he was he was the relevant there last
1: plans. year, so <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he matters. But, but really for, Dynasty, for I, I, He's a good target.
0: The Tennessee tight end.
1: Okay, Furkser. Yeah, I can see that. It is. Uh, who else you got? Keep it going. really, really is. Uh, so I have Blake Jarwin in my top 12 uh, right now,
0: Blake Jarwin. Yeah. I, I have him pretty high.
1: Mm-hmm. And and you got to remember the next, like, so after like Mark Andrews, the next like 10 players are all within like 15 points of one another. So it's really just like a crap shoot, but I've Blake Jarwin, Johnny Smith, Mike Gesicki, Cole Komet, Noah Fant, Adam Troutman, Logan Thomas are in there. Jared cook starts to creep in there. I actually think Jared cook might be a little better than where I have him projected right now. Um, so that's kind of the next tier um but I'm just not I, I just don't know. I just really don't know what that's going to look like and that's why I want to leave my drafts with Kelsey Waller or Kittle or Hawkins yep. and
0: and I uh and I'm sitting with Mahomes and Kelsey so I am fine.
1: That feels pretty good, but I did manage to score Kittle in that startup draft. And I'm pretty pumped. What round? It, where I got third, it. fourth in the fifth? fourth round,
0: of fourth dynasty round. startup
1: draft, fourth round, and it's tight end premium full PPR. Oh. It's insane. Like he should not oh. have been there where I was able to get him. He's like a second round player, but
0: so good. regardless, so good. I'm very excited about that. I had fun this week. Um, I, I did unfortunately, too. Unfortunately, I'm unfortunately not going on vacation, so we're not going to do another episode right right after this. Um,
1: uh, I'm not too mad about that.
0: i um, really just upset. You know why on vacation again? Why? I hate you. That's why. <laughs> I got nothing smart to say. <laughs> Good. You know, you're lucky I don't have control of this Whoa. soundboard. Roast it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't integrate him oh. enough into the episode. I know. Yeah. I didn't
1: really have any uh, opportunity, oh. it felt like. So now I just got to start, you know, spamming them to get them in there.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Thanks for listening if you're if you're tuning in for the first time. Um, as always, go ahead and follow us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Audio for the episodes is on YouTube if you want to play it in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you are playing it in the background right now. Hey, you know, just keep following along. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, your hated ones, you know, everyone, your pets. You know your your um, your neighbor. Your tell them pets. all. Tell your neighbor. <laughs> pets are yeah, our favorite just, just, listens, by the way. T- they really are. Um, our at least, my dog actually appears in a lot of our episodes. You just don't get to hear it because it gets edited out. Uh, <laughs> she did appear. This is true. She did this appear is true. in one of the episodes, and I did not catch it until oh, I went back. and was nice. Listen to it real quick. Easter so, egg. That's etched forever. Easter egg. Now you got to find it. I don't know what episode <laughs> it is. Um, no, yeah, thank you I'm for listening good. again. I'm just—I'll never say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, next week, next week is the episode, guys. You gotta tune into next week's episode because <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> 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 it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: Next week. <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> is episode 21 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are doing 21 hot takes for the 2021 NFL season. We are excited. We've got some spicy nonsense to throw at you guys. We're, we're pretty pumped for this. We are really excited.
0: Uh, spicy nonsense is my favorite nonsense. Get your you get, your, get your, your roll aids ready, your tom's ready, because this spicy nonsense is coming at you next week for our 21st episode maybe we can finally get 21 listeners this time i am (laughs) pumped thank you all for listening (laughs) we will talk to you guys next week and we'll have 21 hot takes for you see you guys